Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. This is Will Hernandez, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap. Uh, this episode brought to you by MyBookie. Go to mybookie.ag, use promo code ROSTER, R O S T E R, for a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That is mybookie.ag, promo code ROSTER. All right, this is the week nine DFS walkthrough. And um, breakdown pod. We'll be t- talking about the DFS slate, and let's just get let's get started. I'm going to try and try and fire through this. Um, we have the Chicago Bears, the Tennessee Titans. This deal is uh, let's see. So the total right now is at 46 and a half. It opened. That's where it opened up, and the the line has stayed at the Tennessee Titans minus six and a half. We have 51 percent of the tickets on the Bears, only 19 percent of the money on the bears here in this spot. So clearly, um, clearly there's probably some sharp money here on Tennessee laying the points. 57% of the tickets are on the over 75% of the money on the over here in this. So they like the bears and they like, or I'm sorry, they like the Titans and they like the over in this. When we look at the bears, man, Tennessee has been a bad, it's been a, a bad defense all year round. This is a top 12 matchup for all four skill positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Um, from the Tennessee side on offense, the Chicago Bears are a little bit tougher. Number 22 matchup, so basically they're probably the seventh worst matchup on this slate for opposing quarterbacks, the third worst matchup for opposing wide receivers. Um, the one place where the Bears have been vulnerable is at the tight end position. So maybe that uh, picks things up for John U- for Johnu Smith just a little bit. Uh, let me just look and see here because I think the Titans. So on defense, 
the, the matchup tool is accounting for this, but uh, Adore Jackson had the knee. He's recently been activated off of IR, and he could be back for this week. Obviously, that's a that's a big deal. They have Malcolm Butler healthy, but um, you know he's generally been the one that travels with the best wide receiver. Um, of course, the rookie, the first round rookie, Christian Fulton, who'd been playing in the slot and just getting absolutely torched. Uh, he was recently placed on placed on IR with a knee himself. The Bears have some issues on the offensive line that we'll just need to remember this week. Cody Whitehair, he's on the uh, the starting center. He's on the COVID-19 list. We know about Bobby Massey, what, two weeks ago, the right tackle was placed on IR. So that offensive line has been bad. But I, I think that David Montgomery is probably still in play this week. So it's, it's, I'm having to really go – I'm having to really think – long and hard about you know the builds i've been thinking about all week that included these dudes like uh david montgomery or maybe you know david johnson or even paying down to like the justin jacksons or the jk dobbins of the world uh the dj dallas's because now we we have tony pollard opening up it, it looks like for the cowboys but i i think that david montgomery's a fine play alan robinson is always going to be somebody who you can just I mean, he's been he's been one of the best players in fantasy at the wide receiver position ever since uh, Nick Foles took over. Um, but I think that that's where your interest sort of ends on the Chicago side, on the Tennessee Titans side. It's going to be a week where no one's going to play Derrick Henry. Um, like like I said when I was going through the matchups, it's kind of the worst matchup for the for the ex, for the opposing quarterbacks and the opposing wide receivers. So downgrades for sure to uh, AJ Brown and Corey Davis. I'm not interested in playing either of those guys, but Derrick Henry, I'm certainly interested in playing him, especially with so much of the ownership that's going to congregate on Dalvin Cook and and what people perceive to be a pretty good matchup. This is a game with a decent enough total. People, you know, see feels like sharp money is betting the over, and they're betting Tennessee to win by more than a touchdown. If that's the case, Derrick Henry is going to probably have a big game. He's going to be probably anywhere like five to what ten percent owned, where you know Dalvin Cook's going to be thirty percent owned. So if you just got to ask yourself, you know, is is Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry somebody that you know once out of every six times from an ownership perspective can't can't outperform Dalvin Cook? It doesn't it doesn't make much sense to me. So. Uh, like Derrick Henry here, kind of like John, just because of the matchup on the matchup tool. But um, that's about how we see this one. Uh, Detroit Lions and Minnesota Vikings. This game has a 52-point total. It opened up as a 50-and-a-half-point total. The Minnesota Vikings are four-point favorites after opening up as four-and-a-half-point favorites. 51% of the tickets are on the Lions, along with 55% of the money. 58% of the tickets are on the under, along with 37% of the money. So a slight lean there towards possible under in this game. I don't know if that had to do with people freaking out about Matt Stafford and another um, weird sort of COVID thing with him. Hate to be talking more and more about this COVID bullshit, but it is it is what it is. And it was, it's, it's my job to try and sort through it. Um, let's look at the matchup tool. So we have. Detroit here, the Minnesota defense absolutely sucks. Uh, it's the number eight matchup for opposing quarterbacks, the number two matchup for opposing wideouts, number 12 matchup for opposing tight ends, and it's a middling matchup for opposing running backs. This is a pass funnel situation. And just as we look at it, we have four, we, there are going to be four corners out for the, um, 
for the Vikings this week for like out of these guys that are already bad. These guys are already out. I mean, we, Holton Hill is going to be out. Cameron Dantzler is going to be out. Uh, Mike Hughes was recently placed on IR. Even Harrison Hand, who is, has been bad, um, he's even questionable this week. I mean, the, the only one I know that's not questionable is Chris Boyd, and Chris Boyd sucks. So on the Lions side, Marvin Jones, you know, with no Kenny Galladay, you can probably fire him up. People are going to talk about Quintez Cephas and shit. I'm not going. I wouldn't. I would not touch him. I think Marvin Jones is a, is a great play here, $5,100 on DraftKings. And no one's going to play Stafford. And, you know, if, if he you know, if he can light it up with a couple touchdowns to Marvin Jones, maybe one to TJ Hawkinson, who's another good play, uh, I think that that would be interesting. I just – I don't know who's going to play TJ Hawkinson because if you guys have looked on DraftKings at least, they have Mark Andrews down at 4800 Um which just seems seems way too cheap. It is a, it is a tough matchup he'll be facing, and we'll talk about him. There are some other cheap options. So I think, you know, if you're playing in the Millionaire Maker or something where you need to do something completely different, I generally don't want to play these quarterbacks. They can't do anything with their legs, uh, especially on a slate that involves all these quarterbacks. I mean, this slate has Kyler Murray. This slate has Josh Allen. This slate has Lamar Jackson. This slate has Patrick Mahomes. Um generally you're not going to win a lot of tournaments by playing the, you know, the Matt Stafford's or the Ben Roethlisberger's or the Drew, I guess Drew's not on this slate, but you know what I mean? Uh, um, these guys that don't have the potential to get you basically an extra passing touchdown with their legs alone. Um, but stranger things have certainly happened than Matt Stafford having a big game. Right. And with the, with the, with the target tree being somewhat slimmed down and pared down, uh, makes enough sense to me that, uh, you know, if you wanted to have a tournament lineup that involved Hawkinson, Marvin Jones and Matthew Stafford, because no one's going to play Stafford. Is he like they're going to they're like, man, he's, he's had this big COVID thing next to his name all week. Uh, and it's in a it's in a great it's, it's in a great matchup. You know, they're in a dome. It's it's a, it, it's a it's 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 an interesting enough spot. And then, I mean, I buried the lead on the Minnesota side. Dalvin Cook is probably the best play on the slate. He is going to be the highest owned running back on the slate, I think, especially now that we have Pollard opening up for the Cowboys that we'll talk about. But it, this is the number one matchup on the roster watch matchup tool for opposing runners. Detroit can't tackle to save their lives. Um, and this is going to be a game where Zimmer is just going to go in and he's going to say, look, let's just do the same thing that we did last week. Um if you wanted to pivot off of him and play a Thielen or a Justin Jefferson, that's fine. Uh, it is our number 12 matchup for opposing wide receivers. So, if you, you know, if you want to play those guys, absolutely go for it. Um, but I think it's pretty easy, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to get cute with any kind of Herb Smith or anything like that. There's there's enough value at the tight end position to where I, I feel like I don't have to go there. The New York Giants and the Washington Redskins. Uh, I can't believe that this game actually might have some meaning as far as NFC East uh, supremacy with a one and seven and a two and five team. Uh, this game has a 43 point total. Washington's two and a half point favorites. We have 58 percent of the uh, I'm sorry, 50 percent of the tickets on the Giants, along with 80 percent of the money. So people like the Giants here, man. That's crazy. Um, hmm. 51% of the tickets are on the over 43, 57% of the money. So not too big a discrepancy there. But man, people, people like the Giants. That's crazy because I, I was kind of liking the Redskins here. I, I do think Terry McLaurin has a tougher matchup than um you know, a tougher matchup than we would like versus James Bradbury. I think let me just make sure. I think that McLaurin 
has faced off against him already once this year. Maybe he hasn't. Maybe I'm thinking about Darius Slay in a in a uh, NFC East matchup with a tough projected. Um, no, he did. So that was week six, and he had uh, 12 targets, seven receptions for 74 yards. So, I mean, he got targeted 12 times the last time he faced off against Bradbury. That was at the Giants. So I'm not particularly worried about it. It's It's not like – Look, man, it, it isn't like – just let me look and see here. So Ryan Lewis has been put on the IR. So, right. So, yeah, so this is, this is what I thought. I knew that Steven Sims had recently been put on IR, but Dontrell Inman is also doubtful. So that's one piece taken out of the receiving picture. I, I think the, I, I think McLaurin's fine. I think he's, his price is starting to tick up a little bit. Antonio Gibson, is he going to get the kind of um, the post-bye week increase in usage that we've seen out of some of these running backs, not named goddamn Jonathan Taylor? I can't believe Jonathan Taylor. Um, but, you know, we've seen this out of DeAndre Swift. We've seen it out of J.K. Dobbins. I mean, Antonio Gibson's last game was an incredible uh, – that was an, an incredible performance for him. Just from an overall matchup perspective, the you know, Washington faces middle-of-the-road matchups across uh, across all of the Giants um, – across all the, all the giants, you know, skill position de- defenders, it's probably a little bit toughest versus the run, but certainly Antonio Gibson can do it, you know, through the air as well. As far as on the giant side, let's see what any, if anything pops out here on the matchup. So what's crazy, man, on the giant side, the it's actually pretty tough for opposing wide receivers. I think that what we got word earlier, the golden Tate is not going to make the trip. So that, I think that that, Makes Sterling Shepard seem a little bit interesting. I think he's down like forty seven hundred, uh, maybe forty eight hundred on DK, and I, I'm Sterling Sterling Shepard gets he gets targets and he's pretty productive. He's a he's a good player, so I think that's probably fine. This could probably be a game where I would steer clear of Darius Slayton, though, just especially with um, especially just with the way that the Washington defense, you know, they're back healthy. Jonathan Allen's back healthy now. Montez Sweat. He had the concussion, but he doesn't have an injury designation any, anymore. Um, there'll be the Giants' offense. We also need to remember who's going to be missing Will Hernandez, their left guard. He's he had a he had a positive COVID nineteen test, so he's likely to miss Week Nine. Just with the way that this Washington front can can get after you, and with the issues that the 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 Giants have had with the offensive line, and the issues they continue to have with some of these guys missing. I'm I'm not sure that these Darius Slayton routes are going to have the time to develop. Evan Ingram, can you trust him? I don't know. I'm having to play him in a season-long league that I, in a must-win game, and I I can't stand that. So in a, in a game like DFS where I have the whole player pool available to me, no interest at all. Uh, no Devontae Freeman in this game, but I'm, still, I'm not going to play Wayne Gallman or you know, Deion Lewis. or uh, Alfred Morris is mixing in now. So that's a big no for me, even though it is technically Alfred Morris re- re- revenge. The sweet smell of Alfred Morris revenge in the air. Uh, maybe, you know, if narratives could pay narratives could pay the rent. We wouldn't have to put in these lineups. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's it. 
I think that's it for this game. Uh, this is a big one, though. Seattle, the six and one Seahawks at the six and two Buffalo Bills. The Seahawks have moved from one and a half point favorites to three point favorites in this one. Sixty three percent of the tickets on the Seahawks, eighty five percent of the money. The Buffalo Bills, sixty seven percent of the uh, tickets are on the over in this one of fifty five. Seventy five percent of the money is on the over. So the majority of the public thinks this thing shoots out. The sharp money apparently also believes this thing shoots out the bills. The, the, you know, here's the question. If you're playing tournaments, the question is all the question. A lot of people ask themselves um, somebody, Alan Morgan's asking in, in, uh, in chat. What is this? I'm sorry. I, I, I don't really monitor chat. I have all these tools pulled up, so it's hard to monitor chat while I'm doing this. Um, he's asking if there's gonna be an, a, a Pollard prop later. Yes, if they give us one, I will put up the Pollard prop. I'm hoping to put up all the Detroit Lions, uh, Minnesota Vikings props too, but those were off the board whenever the Vegas tool pulled its data. So we will, um, I'll go in and I'll go in and take care of those after I get done with this and get done with some of the other stuff that has to get done um, before tomorrow. Um, What was I even talking about? So, okay. So, on, so the, so the bills, um, it, it like a question that you're going to have, if you have, if you have Russell Wilson in your lineup is whether I should play DK Metcalf with him or whether I should play Tyler Lockett with him. I think this week is Tyler Lockett. And it's just because if you go look at just, I mean, I mean, your intuition would tell you that, we, you know, DK Metcalf is going to draw Tredavious White. And you just you don't you don't want that, right? But I went earlier and I just I just looked and I was just looked at so the Buffalo Bills were the what like the the sixth toughest matchup for opposing wide receivers. But you look at the you just look at who they faced. So in Week One, Jamison Crowder in the slot had seven receptions for one fifteen and one. Um, week Two out of the slot, Isaiah Ford, who's not a good player at all. Uh, even though he, you know, now he is, is playing for the for the Patriots, I guess. I mean, they saw something in him. Had seven for seventy six. He he was the leader that week as well, for, as far as yardage from wide receivers. In week he he played almost but all all out of the slot. In week three, Cooper Cup, who we know plays out of the slot, had nine for one hundred seven and one. That was the leader among the uh, the leader among the Rams. In week four. We had uh, Hunter Renfro, who never does anything, went for five and fifty-seven. Um, week five, AJ Brown, who plays a ton out of the slot, went seven for eighty-two and one. In week six, what was that? The Chiefs. So those guys, it doesn't matter. There's nobody. There, there, there's not one slot player with with those guys. Week seven was the Jets. That was Braxton Berrios in the slot. He sucks, but he went four for 35. And then week eight, we had um, uh, we had the, the Patriots, and we know that, that uh, Jacoby Myers was playing out of the slot in that game, and he was the leader for those guys. He had a you know 11 point game. He went six for six for 58. So um, that's a long way of saying that is where you attack them. Uh, the fantasy life app letting me know that you know, so Matthew Stafford has been activated from the COVID-19 list. He will play tomorrow. So uh, that's what we were expecting. That's what I was anticipating. But now thanks to the Fantasy Life app, 
we have gotten that official update. You guys, if you're not using the Fantasy Life app, you should definitely, uh, definitely give it a look. It's one of the smartest things you can do is, is to download it. It's a free app. We use them for their news alerts and their community. The Fantasy Life app sends breaking news alerts faster than anyone else. They monitor thousands of reporters so you don't have to and send important news as soon as it breaks. You never miss a relevant injury, trade, or other update. The Fantasy Life app also has in-depth reports and on-demand advice from a massive community. Download the Fantasy Life app for iOS or Android at fantasylifeapp.com. And I really mean it. Like we, um, we, we, we advertise for the Fantasy Life app because we work with them and we believe in the company and we think that they're doing great things in the, in the industry and we want to be on board with them. And we think you should download the app. I like it's, it's, it's helping me immensely with my waiver pickups with generally just keeping my, like through the day, if I'm dealing with my kids, or I'm, you know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm cleaning the pool or I'm out to, you know, having to do yard work. Um, it will miss a beat. And if you don't like it, just, you can just delete it. It's completely free. So the fantasy life app, go, go find it in the app store. All right. Um, so I like that. Oh, the so the Seahawks stuff, the DJ Dallas. I don't know if it, it's not going to be the same this week as it was last week. And I think probably we'll see the ownership come off of DJ Dallas now that we have Tony Pollard opening up. And what I'm saying, it looks like Ezekiel Elliott's not going to play. So I keep on saying it looks like Tony Pollard's opening up. It looks like Ezekiel Elliott's not going to play. I don't even know what how good a play that Tony Pollard's going to be versus the Steelers with a Garrett Gilbert quarterback. But he's opened up. And this the, the the sheer amount of volume that he's going to get is going to make him pop in 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 optimals, and when these players pop in optimals, you know these these uh, wonks that are um, uh, DFS um, you know pros and DFS touts across all the different sports and stuff they uh, they are they're 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 very interested in in, in volume and. Uh, volume versus price. And I just, I think Tony Pollard is going to absolutely pop. So it might be that, you know, if you're paying down, maybe we'll see some of the ownership come off DJ Dallas, which I hate because if you watch that game last week, I didn't think he looked that good. And last week was different. You had Travis Homer who just got in a limited participation on Friday uh, last week. Um, and DJ Dallas got like Travis Homer hardly played, but DJ Dallas is kind of bad enough to where the Seahawks actually had to play this fullback, Nick Ballore, and use him as a running back sometimes. DJ Dallas did not look good on the majority of his plays. I know he scored, I know he fell in for the touchdown, but that felt very, very lucky. It felt like a suck out. Um, so I'm I'm not gonna play DJ Dallas. I understand you know why why you might. I think you know, maybe if he was fourth K. Like he was last week, I could be interested. But you know, this week also they've called up the Seahawks have called up Alex Collins from the practice squad. Pete Carroll has said he's very comfortable with that guy. So yeah, you know, clearly we have no Carlos Hyde, we have no Chris Carson. Somebody has to pick up the slack. But um, and it, and the Buffalo defense is a bit of a run funnel. Let, just let me look at the matchup tool. So Seattle. It's the number eight matchup for opposing running backs. The Buffalo Bills are, but it, look, it's also it's also a good matchup for opposing tight ends. It's a good matchup for opposing quarterbacks. I, I mean, this is this is Russell Wilson. The, I I cannot see this game with a, with two teams that are six win teams coming into Week Nine. You know, that are what are they? They're six, they're six win teams, right? Six and one and six and two. Like this being the DJ Dallas game, it just like that doesn't that doesn't something about that doesn't sit well, well with me. Um, I could be wrong. You know, I could be wrong on the, on the Buffalo side, 
how could you ever play one of those running backs in this spot? I don't, you know, in DFS, I, I can understand playing Singletary or Zach Moss in season long, but again, I have the whole player pool available to me. I'm not going to be thinking about those guys. I mean, for me, all roads come back to Josh Allen, to Stephon Diggs, and maybe some John Brown. And that's about it. And I, I think all those plays are strong to strong to to uh, to quite strong to quote uh, meet 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 the Fockers. Or was that meet the parents? Maybe. Chargers what? Fantasy Life app. Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen has been added to the team's injury report. It is now listed as question shit. So Keenan Allen is now questionable. So we'll keep that in mind. They're, they, they are much, much, much more uh, careful about people playing with illnesses these days because of COVID. Uh, we see, do you remember the Melvin Gordon game? Whenever he had strep throat, but he couldn't travel because, you know, it's like, what if the symptoms were COVID? He hadn't tested for it yet or hadn't shown up on a test yet. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, that sucks. Um, okay, let's move on to the next one so I can get going. We can all get going. The Baltimore Ravens at the Indianapolis Colts. The Ravens here are one-point favorites after opening up as three-point favorites. I, this thing actually got to where it was going like a pick em for a while here, which seems wild to me. Um, we have 65% of the tickets on the Ravens, 62% of the money, 66% of the tickets on this over a 48, only 40% of the money, though. So maybe not as much sharp support here for this game to go over. And, you know, it's going to be one of the um, one of the slower-paced games of the week. I know that um, Pat Thorman from Establish the Run tweeted out that this was one that he considered one of the slowest – you know, he's a, he's a he writes a column every week about the game pace. One of the slower-paced games of the week – and on the indie side, well, I, mean, I talked about Jonathan Taylor earlier. I don't know what to do about Jonathan Taylor and Jordan Wilkins and stuff in even in season long. And so um, there's no way I'm playing them in daily. I I don't think there's not – I'm not interested in a single Indianapolis player. Um, it's just – it's too hard to figure out what's going on. Even when we know the matchup, you know, it could be a, it could be a little bit easier than usual if we just take a look at what's happening with the Ravens, with the Ravens on, on defense. Um, so we have Marlon Humphrey. He's going to miss this week after testing positive for COVID-19. We have Deshaun Elliott, who was deemed a close contact to Humphrey. He, we haven't heard yet if he's going to be able to come back today and be able to play on Sunday. Um, they've activated Matt Judon, their, their outside linebacker, but Tyson Bow, Tyus Bowser from U of, U of H, he was placed, he was also a close contact. LJ Fort, the inside linebacker, Malik Harrison, the inside linebacker, Patrick Queen. All these guys were deemed close contacts to Marlon Humphrey. And at the time of this recording, it hasn't been uh, – you know, basically seven players were placed on the reserve list due to this. I, it's most likely that those guys come back, those linebackers and everybody come back. But we know they won't have Marlon Humphrey. That, that's, a, that's a big hit. I still don't – I mean, 
Maybe if I'm paying all the way down, I could look at Marcus Johnson. But dude, Marcus Johnson from from right here, uh, uh, Texas, he's been on the injury report too. I'm not going to play T.Y. Hilton or Zach Pascal or some shit like this versus the Ravens. It's like no way. But maybe Marcus Johnson down at down at 3K. On the Ravens side, they just seem too cheap, man. Um, like I said earlier, Mark Andrews is 4,800. We have Marquise Brown who made the tweet last week saying you got all these soldiers, you're not even going to use them. He was tilted. The team, I believe, made him made him delete the tweet. But you can might see a squeaky wheel thing with Marquise Brown. He's too expensive on DraftKings. Maybe you could play him on FanDuel. I like J.K. Dobbins. I, I why not? Right? I mean, he had the big week last week. No Mark Ingram this week. Um, that could be interesting. And then just, I mean, Lamar Jackson. If he's going to play him by himself, he's only like the fifth or sixth most expensive quarterback on this slate i mean i know that the indie defense is is good um i know that they're getting sort of back to health you know darius leonard came back last week had a good game did denico autry is, is is healthy um when they get kamoko Ture back they're gonna they're gonna be pretty much at full strength outside of uh outside of you know of course they lost malik hooker early in the season regardless um i I think Lamar Jackson's fine. I just the two things, just two things to remember on the offensive line. Stanley, we saw last week, Ronnie Stanley, their best, their best offensive lineman, their left tackle. He had the season ending ankle last week and the Tyree, uh, Tyree Phillips last week, who was the right guard who, um, who, the, who they're really high on a really good young player, but he had an MCL sprain. He had, he was added to the three week IR. So those guys are banged up. I'm not sure how much it matters for Lamar Jackson, but just something to keep in mind there. I think that no one's going to play the Ravens. And I don't think the Ravens are like, I like I, I'm not burying the Ravens just, 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 just yet. I, so um, take that for what you will. Certainly not anything you would do in cash games, but as a tournament play, you know, if you're, if you're playing one of these games, like in the FanDuel, it's like $4 and 44 cents to try and win a million. There's probably a lot more idiotic things you can do than that. Carolina at the Chiefs, a 52.5 point total here in this game. The Chiefs are 10.5 point favorites. 64% of the tickets on the over, 92% of the money on the over. The Sharps love the over in this game. 59% of the tickets on KC, 79% of the money on KC. So, what do we do with Christian McCaffrey? I, I'm going to play him in some lineups. I think that I do think that um, he, this is a tough matchup for opposing wide receivers for Robbie Anderson for DJ Moore. I do think that Christian McCaffrey is going to come back and he's maybe if he's not himself, he'll be close to himself. And if he's close to being himself, I'm very I'm very interested, especially when he's going to be five percent owned and he's only eighty five hundred. And maybe you could play him in stat. Like I'd like to play. I'd like to. I'd like to play Mahomes in this spot. I'd like to play Tyree Kill in this spot. I'd like to play Travis Kelsey in this spot. It's actually a really good matchup for Clyde edwards Lair and Le'Veon Bell. And maybe that's a good way to get leverage. I just, I wouldn't, I don't know how to do it. I don't know which one of those guys I would, I would want to play. I, I think Clyde, he was popping in our DFS model. No one's going to be on him. But you know when I when I when I just, I was interested in Christian McCaffrey's prop, and of course I'm interested in everybody's prop. I, I make the Vegas tool over at Roster Watch every week, and McCaffrey 
Why is it? Jesus Christ, man. Come on. What's what's wrong with you? Find McCaffrey. OK, um, he only has a 50.5 yard rushing prop. He does have a four point five yard, a four point five reception uh, over under and a thirty four point five receiving yards props. We're looking at like eighty five total yards that the sports books project for him. I just can't believe I just wonder if we've seen Mike Davis with a 16.2% target share through the time that he's been, he has been taking over for Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey was only at a 12% target share whenever he went out. And that's disturbing because, you know, last season, Christian McCaffrey, of course, was at like a 24% target share, 25, 26% target share. So it, are things fundamentally different? Is is Robbie Anderson really taking that much away? Like, is this coaching staff in Carolina that much different? I think probably there's some differences, but man, it's still Christian McCaffrey. It's still an awesome scoring environment in this game. Um, people were worried last week that we talked about it last week, man. Like, I, ho- I hope you guys played some Dalvin Cook. I mean, I played Dalvin Cook on basically all my tournament teams last week. The situation felt a little bit kind of similar it's a good matchup it feels like it's gonna be a good scoring environment um and people are gonna be worried about him just because he's coming off of an injury i know high ankle sprains are bad injuries and i'm not saying play him in cash i'm not saying to go broke doing it i'm just it's kind of fun right play fucking mccaffrey right we play play mccaffrey it's fun you know um and then on kc you know what to do i mean except for running back and i don't know what to do either and so I guess you could say, you know, we're all we're all in we're all in that one together. <laughs> um, OK, something else we're all in it together is is my my bookie. We should we should all be over there uh, gambling. Uh, new customers receive a 100 percent deposit match up to one thousand dollars. You put in one hundred and you get one hundred extra to play with all the way up to one thousand dollars with promo code roster. It's Fall and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. At my bookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs. Well, I, you, you you can't do that anymore. But 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 you can bet. Uh, you know you can bet UFC. We have the Masters coming up. We've we had all this crazy stuff with the election. The it's it's it, it's about I mean we're about to have basketball back for Christmas time like we have all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, it's, it's it's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash, invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of futures bets. You can bet games in real time with my bookies live betting. Put that brain of yours to good use. Use promo code roster and double your first deposit. New players get up to one thousand dollars in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. So go to MyBookie.ag, promo code ROSTER. 100% deposit bonus, up to $1,000. All right. We have the... Okay, we already talked Baltimore, right? We talked Carolina KC. Okay, here we go. Houston, Jacksonville, two shitty one and six AFC South teams. Houston's a six and a half point favorite in this game. We have a 50 total. 68% of the tickets are on the under, only 58% of the money. 61% of the tickets are on the Texans, only 50% of the money. This is the this is the Jake Luton um, welcome to the NFL spot here. I don't trust any Jacksonville wide receivers. Until I see what the hell this guy looks like in the NFL to me, coming out of college, Jake Luton looks like a poor man's Gardner Minshew. Um, 
terrible athleticism, not overly prolific. I went back and watched some of his games. I mean, he had some nice passes. He, like he, him and Isaiah Hodgins, they had a, they had they had a good connection. That was at Oregon State. That they had a good connection. Um, but he's not going to do. I saw he had a six and a half yard rushing prop, and I was like, man, you should, you should bet the under on that. Um, if you go to Pro Football Reference, he had he had negative rushing in in, in college. So of course, in college, uh, they they um, they count sacks as as negative negative rushing yardage. Nikhil Harry and JJ Taylor are officially out via the Fantasy Life app. So keep that in mind for the Monday night game. We're not talking about that though. We are talking about. Houston and Jacksonville. Let me just look and see if the what the uh, injury situation. I think that there's something going on with the um, with the Texans linebackers. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we have Whitney Merciless was on the COVID nineteen list. That's because he was a uh, he was a close contact of um, somebody else. Who was like when in, in in that linebacker room? They have COVID in the linebacker uh, room, um, so that'll be something to keep in mind for those guys. I just don't. I think that's good for James Robinson. I just wonder if this is a situation where. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if if you watch back the games of Luton, he does dump it off to his running back a lot. I just I don't know how this game script's going to go. It makes me a little bit worried about Robinson. But if we do have missing linebackers and we do have a situation where they're having trouble pushing it down the football field, maybe James Robinson can make up for it in the passing game. On the Texans side, man, my guy, my friend Derek Cardi, who I do the Blitz show with on on Roto Grinders, for anybody who's subscribers over there, um, they like his. He says that Dave, David Johnson is the best cash game play of the week. I'm not sure I agree that he's the best play of the week, but I've certainly I've certainly had interest. In David Johnson uh, this week, he's he's super cheap. Um, he's right around that same price point as Antonio Gibson and David Montgomery. So I'm not. I think that his think that there won't be as many people on him. And just if we take a quick look here, take a quick look here at the Vegas tool. Here I'll pull up the Vegas tool so you you guys can just kind of see it. Um, David John, just I'll just give you the give you the. Uh, visual of it david johnson just right up here at the very top i mean i mean they have him for they have him for 72.5 rushing yard over under a two and a half reception over under for 20.5 additional yards and he's minus 155 to score i mean vegas has him projected for 16.45 uh dk points this week which would be 2.94 x value that is the best on the slate as far as DraftKings and I think on FanDuel, he's pretty much up here too. Only two guys ahead of him as far as um, as far as what you know Vegas would project versus their pricing. Those players being D- D- DJ Dallas, who I said I wasn't on, but you know he's fifty one hundred on FanDuel, where you have a sixty thousand um, dollar we have a sixty thousand uh, dollar salary cap, whereas he's fifty thousand on DraftKings, where you only have a He's five thousand on DraftKings. We only have a fifty thousand dollars salary cap. So fifty one hundred against a sixty one thousand. Shit, fifty one hundred against a sixty thousand dollars salary cap is much less, and certainly, certainly much more appealing. Uh, let's see. How do I re? I just accidentally closed that tab. Reopen, closed tab. Um, 
and then of course, I mean, Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, um, Brandon Cooks. Don't sleep on Brandon Cooks, man. He's been better than anybody. He's been better than anybody would have thought. Um, and that's kind of where I where I am with that. I just my one worry about this game. The reason why I'm not leaning into it even more and saying I really want to just put, I really want to play this game and I want to play Watson, Fuller, Cooks, and have Robinson on the other side. This whole thing with Jake Luton, I I really don't know how that's going to affect the game flow and the projected game script. Denver at Hotlanta. This game as Atlanta is a four-point favorite. Uh, this total's moved up from a 47 now. It's up to a 49. 61% of the tickets and 61% of the money are on the over. 57% of the tickets and 62% of the money are on the Falcons. On the Falcons side, we don't know about um, Calvin Ridley yet. If he's going to go, I, to me, it doesn't. I, I don't want him to go because I think Julio's probably the best receiver play on the slate. I badly... Uh, want to I badly want to play Julio um uh he's got he's he's pre, he's, pre, he's projecting really well uh on on DraftKings as you might have noticed when I did the screen share but I mean he he's got he has a six and a half perception prop with juice on the over 87.5 receiving yards he's my he, he's finally a favorite to score minus 110 that says a lot they it's rare it's kind of a joke with the trash man that he should never be a favorite to score but uh you know he's a favorite to score this week I mean He's just at seventy two hundred. It's just it's just it's too cheap for a, for a, for a beast like Julio Jones. I'm I mean, if you need salary savings, people are talking about Christian Blake maybe being the number three option. If I if I really want those savings that much, I'll pay down to get Hayden Hurst. You know, get access to this this game somehow. Or the good way to get access to this game, and then Russell Gage is is another way. Or the way you do it is just on the. I hate to say it, but maybe play Drew Locke. He's 5,200. You compare him with Jerry Judy. My favorite play at the tight end position on the slate is Noah Fant versus the number one matchup for opposing tight ends here in this spot. Um, he, has, he, has a, he has a four and a half reception prop, juice on the over, 49.5 receiving yard prop. And, you know, you get Noah Fant on a fast track and you get him, I mean, you get you get him running even against some of the better safeties in the league. Like he can, he can run away from these guys. He's, he's the, one of these rare tight ends in the NFL who it's, he's the exact opposite of a Zach Ertz or a Jack Doyle or one of these catch it and fall down type of tight ends. Like he's, he's a, he's, he's capable of taking it. He's, he's capable of house calling your ass. Anytime he gets the ball in his hands. So love Noah fan on the fast track this week, Tim Patrick's coming back. I mean, you can burn these dudes on the outside. Jerry Judy's cheap. Um, so if you want access to the game, you want to play Julio and it's a nice stack. Maybe you do some kind of revered reverse Drew Locke thing. He popped in our model. He's, he's on our cheat sheets. I hate it. I hate Drew Locke, but the play makes sense. The matchup's good. The surrounding pieces are talented and they're in great, they're in great matchups themselves. So when all that, it's a good, it's a, Pretty nice high total. The majority of the money's on the over. And I mean, it's in a dome. So could probably do worse. Let's move on to the afternoon games here. We got three of them. Las Vegas at the Chargers. We have the Chargers here as one point favorites. Um, the totals moved down from a 56 down to a 52. 57% of the tickets are on the Raiders here to cover that one point, along with 82% of the money. I guess the Sharps believe that Justin Herbert just <laughs> 
only plays in close games and then loses, right? 64% of the tickets are on the over, 87% of the tickets are 87% of the money's on the over. So this feels like a game that we could this feels like a game that we might want to stack. And it's easy, it's it's pretty easy if you go with Derek Carr because he's only 5700 on DraftKings. Pretty bad props for guys like Henry Ruggs this week. A little bit of the shine has come off of Nelson Aguilar as we have Brian Edwards looking like he's going to going to return. Um, let me just look and see. I thought there were a couple of couple of injuries we needed to monitor here. Oh right, so, yeah, of course. So Joey 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 Bosa, he's he has the he's doubtful. Um, he's not going to be able to. I I, I don't know if he's going to be able to go. It's, it feels like if he's not if he's not ready by now, um, probably won't be able to go. And you know the Chargers have also had a couple of issues with their. If you've been wondering like, why they're getting burned so bad, and you know it's like, I mean, Derwin James has been hurt. Like Chris Harris has recently been put on the injury report. Drew Drew Tranquil, who can generally turn around with some of these uh, tight ends, he had broken fibula. So uh, definitely some things to monitor. Monitor there. Um, Oakland, maybe you worry a little about Trent Brown. I don't poor guy, man. I don't know what's happened to him. He was on the COVID nineteen list. He comes off. Now he's having some, I guess, some effects of COVID nineteen, so uh, or maybe some lingering symptoms. Even though he's, he's he's cleared out of that, this all comes after that weird thing where he got some, well, you get blood in his system through an IV or whatever. So uh, you know, hope for nothing for the best from that guy. But, you know, you play those guys, and then on the other side, of course, Keenan Allen's going to be in play if this illness thing's not that weird. If this illness thing gets weird, I actually think that bumps up Justin Jackson even more. Um, we saw, I was worried this week because Troy Mayne Pope was called up off of the practice squad whenever it felt like Anthony Lynn, who is an running back coach's running back coach, started kind of saying things about Joshua Kelly that made you think that he didn't, he was souring on him. And then Troy May Pope pops up and looks like he's trying to, I mean, he, he breaks out, right? He looks like he's trying to take Joshua Kelly's job. Um, I'd be worried about that for Justin Jackson. Not that I'd want to play Troy May Pope, but that I'd say, you know, Justin Jackson might not get the work, but now Troy May Pope's got a concussion. He's doubtful. So if they already are souring on Joshua Kelly, could Justin Jackson get 18 touches here in this number one matchup for opposing runners? If he can, like I'm in uh, 4,900 and you're telling me like, what's the discussion even between this and DJ Dallas? Like DJ Dallas is more expensive. And that's something I didn't understand. Now all this calculus could change and, and maybe Justin Jackson will be popular now because of the Tony Pollard stuff. So uh, that's just, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to monitor all this um, because we, have, we not only have that, we have Keenan Allen now. If he's out, Hunter Henry, it boosts him up. Hunter Henry looks like a good play as it is. So that's something you guys are just going to have to monitor. And if you're pro members at Roster Watch, you can come ask us in the comments section. We're usually most busy there answering questions on Sunday mornings and on Thursday nights. So um, if you've asked a question this week and we haven't got to it, then somebody emailed and they asked a question on Monday, like before I had any of my tools, before any, like, and they're like, I asked a question on Monday. I still haven't gotten an answer. I was just like, I told her, I mean, I'm like, fucking write that guy back and tell him just like, 
Ask the question again in a, in a newer article. I'm not looking at Monday articles to answer start sick questions. I don't even have the matchup tool built till Tuesday night. Like it's, it's crazy. Um, but anyway, for you guys, you know, for that guy, if you're listening and you're frustrated, like ask if ask your questions closer to closer to the time when you have to actually make the make the decision. Um, who answers start sick questions on 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 Monday? I, I mean. I, if I did, I would be doing you a disservice. I, I would be talking out my ass. I don't. Have all, I have all these tools pulled up for a reason. I'm trying to. I'm trying to provide insight. Um. Oh, and Josh Jacobs, man, play Josh Jacobs some. You play play good players. The Chargers have been gashed on the ground lately. They weren't at first. They have been lately. Pittsburgh at Dallas. My favorite play of the week is in this game. This is a, even though it's only a 44 point total. Pittsburgh's 15 point favorites. 66% of the tickets are on Pittsburgh, only 55% of the money because the Sharps always like to make the crazy, ridiculous, shitty plays. Uh, 52% of the tickets are on the over, 54% of the money is on the over. Of course, we know why this is such a weird thing for Dallas. Their whole offensive line is a complete mess. And they're having to go, they're having to go to the Garrett Gilbert. Well, here I tweeted it last night. I can't believe that one eighth of the court starting quarterbacks in the National Football League in week nine come from my little little western edge of Travis County in central Texas, which is the gateway to the beautiful Texas Hill Country. In my estimation, the most beautiful country in the world. We, but so it's Garrett Gilbert that went to Lake Travis High School, which is right down the road. It is um, Baker Mayfield that went to Lake Travis, and it is. It's Drew Brees that went to my high school, Westlake High School, and it is Nick Foles. And there's 32 teams. That's four quarters. That's one-eighth one of the league, man. It comes from this little tip of one county in Texas. Look, we know what's going on with the Cowboys. We know that Joe Looney – well, I mean, we've, 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 we've gone over it every week. Lel Collins, uh, Joe Looney, Tyron Smith, Cam Irving, all this stuff. You like Connor Williams has been underperforming. They finally got, finally got Zach Martin back. But now at quarterback, we have Andy Dalton, who's COVID, COVID concussed. Ben Naducci, who sucks. So Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush, quarterback stuff. So we have Zeke, who's not going to play. Or it doesn't look like he's going to play. They're not expecting him to play via the reporting I've seen so far. So the Steelers' defense looks like the most epic defensive play of all time. They're priced up to unimaginable heights on DraftKings. They're at the they're at the they're at the salary cap on FanDuel at five K forty nine hundred on DraftKings. But it's almost like he still want to play him. And if the Steelers are so good defensively and stuff like. I understand 20 players coming into the volume, but what if this thing goes off the rails? I I just – it could be – I don't know if I'm going to fade Tony Pollard, but it feels like something where if, like, man, everybody's going to get on him late. There's certainly – they're past to that thing failing. And there are some guys like, you know, like I mentioned, the, the J.K. Dobbins, um, the you know, the, the various J.K. Dobbins narratives we talked about, the various Justin Jackson narratives we talked about, especially if we find out there's no Keenan Allen tomorrow. Those are things to keep in mind for players that are in the same same price range there as, as, as Tony Pollard. Because a lot of lines are going to start looking the same. You're going to start – like this is going to mean people get up to Dalvin, 
they get up to Chase Edmonds and then they pay down to Tony Pollard and they, and, and, and those, in those kinds of lines, you, you can still play Julio. So, um, do with that what you will. I'm not like Tony Parr is the only player of interest on the Cowboys. On the Steelers side, good luck with the Russian roulette of picking who it is. My guy Chief Justice 06 from the Blitz show says it's going to be Juju. For me, it doesn't matter. To me, all roads point to James Conner. I'm all aboard. Um, it, anybody and everybody runs on these Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they're going to get a Benny Snell didn't even get a touch last week. Um, Give me Connor. He's got three and a half reception prop with juice on the over. So it's like, giddy up, man. I, I love, I love, love, love Connor this week. All right. We have one last game and it involves, we talked about just now, Chase Edmonds. Um, and it's in, it's in his game. Uh, 49 point total here. This is the Dolphins at the, at the Cardinals. Of course, no Kenyon Drake in this game. The Cardinals are four and a half point favorites. 59% of the tickets are on this over 49, 54% of the money is on the over 52% of the tickets are on the Cardinals. Only 43% of the money is on Arizona. So I think it's pretty easy on the Okay. So on the Miami side, Nomad Brita, no miles Gaskin. Um, okay. They, could this mean a Jordan Howard kind of game? I, I don't think so. Um, maybe you could play Patrick Laird. Um, if I just, you really want to do that. Like, I, I just, I think it's silly. Uh, you know, there's no Isaiah Ford in this game. We talked about how he had been, he had been traded to the, to the Patriots. So that could open up two things. One, it could open up Mike Kosicki, who, um, I saw, I think it was Evan Silva. I saw tweeting about how, you know, he plays more in the slot than any other tight end in the league. So maybe he gets more involved. I kind of think look here. I kind of do. Jakeem Grant. Jakeem Grant. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury knows him very well. This could be Jakeem Grant revenge. He had the big return touchdown last week. For some reason, I just see a Texas Tech kind of Jakeem Grant, Cliff Kingsbury thing. So in your deeper, deep, deepest of deep tournaments, you can maybe look at him. Uh, I'm not playing Tua. I, Cardi's was saying he kind of likes Tua. I don't really like Tua. Um, Kyler's great, of course. DeAndre Hopkins. Look, with DeAndre Hopkins, we just need to realize with him, this is the new normal. And I hate that term, the new normal. I've, I've grown during this year of 2020 to loathe the term, the new normal. I, I, I can't stand it. But DeAndre Hopkins' new normal is that he is that he uh, he doesn't practice all week and then he goes and he just goes goat mode in these games. So, um, I mean, play Hopkins. It's a good matchup. I mean, it's it's it's. I'm sorry. It's a good scoring environment. It's not the best matchup versus on on the outside versus the versus the Byron Jones and the you know Xavier Howard. But it's you know it's it, it's 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 in a dome. It's it's a 49 point total with you know a lot of money coming in on the over. It's just like you feel you you, you feel like those tough outside matchups affect guys more like more guys like you know. Christian Kirk and Andy Isabella than they do guys like DeAndre Hopkins, who just doesn't even need, he doesn't need separation. He's like a guy who's just a sideline toe dragging, like magic wizard. Um, And then just the clear, I mean, of course, Chase Edmonds, there's, there's, there's no Kenyon Drake. Uh, um, It's tough for me 
to choose who I like better besides James Conner and Chase Edmonds. And it makes me worried because I, um, you know, I, I, I want to play Dalvin Cook. I want to play Derrick Henry. I want to play all these guys. I mean, you can't play them all, though. You have big decisions to make, and that's no different this week. You can find all our tools at rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. 